I had a whole spreadsheet of like 500 numbers. And my wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just breaking down my last 40 videos, trying to understand the different metrics that force videos to go viral. Everything from a 10,000 view video to 7.2 million view video. What is the metric that we are looking for? What it came down to is... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Doing the Thing, where we help creators and coaches do their work, earn more money, and grow their audiences. On this show, I track my journey in scaling Grindstone. We'll interview creators crushing it in their space, and I'll try desperately to get you to like me. Hopefully, you can use some of these insights to build your own thing better and faster. I hope you enjoy. So this is our first ever Grindstone creator interview, and we are joined by Mr. Cup of Joe 5. Cup of Joe 5 is a Call of Duty Warzone streamer and YouTuber. His specialization is in coaching players, helping them improve at the game. And we do know each other personally, but when we got back into each other's worlds, this was like two years ago, uh, basically in the last two, three-ish years, you went from zero to almost now 200,000 subscribers on YouTube, TikTok, almost 500,000. And I think that definitely puts you, Joe, as the number one <laughs> Warzone coach on the internet. Uh, but that's just my brief little intro. And so I wanted to ask you first, this is what I ask every creator when I first meet them and when they join Grindstone. So that was my little bio. I want to hear in your own words, though, what do you create, Joe, and who do you create it for? Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is... It's kind of like a what's your why, right? That's what you really have to figure out is like, why are you doing this? There's a lot of people who like the result of what's to come of being a content creator, but they don't fall in love with the process. And I think that's part of it. So it's funny, even the video that I recorded today, it's very much like, what is the viewer going to get out of this? Right. For some people, it's just entertainment. There's people like Casey Neistat out there who it's just an insight into their lives and you know, you connect with the viewer. For me, it is that education component. When people click on my videos, I am trying to give them solid takeaways that they can go back and implement into their gameplay. And I go into every single video thinking about what those are going to be. It keeps me structured. It keeps me going back to something. It keeps them engaged. You know, and the other thing that I will say is whenever I do a video, like I am very prepared. I know the gameplay. I know what's to come. I know the talking points. I know the timestamps. I know when my call to action is going to be. And that is what creates that quality. So, you know, what I, what am I? I'm a content creator. I create content. And who do I do it for? And why do I do it? I do it for people who are looking to get better at video games. At the end of the day, the way I look at it is there's a huge market of people that enjoy playing video games, including myself. We all enjoy being good at video games, makes the game more fun. And my goal is to help people do that. I love the organizational piece and sort of how prepared you are in making something is, is I think it seems simple, like putting a short together, but you've actually shared with me in the past, the shorts often take even more planning, more strategy, more editing than something like a long form video for you. Do you have a step-by-step checklist or system for like, okay, I cannot sit down to really start preparing this long form video or any type of content that you create. Uh, if you do have that, what is the checklist? What's the step-by-step -step system? Let's do long form and then short form. Uh, because you got to understand, and, and one thing I do want to add on to that is understand big picture here. Number one, you're running a business. Now that business just happens to be the business of creating content. 
It's what it is. And and I think one thing that we'll talk about a little bit later on from what we discussed is like how we can branch out to create this business outside of just making a video. But you are competing for eyeballs. Somebody is choosing my, not only choosing my video over the seven other they were offered, they're choosing my video over watching Netflix, over going to the movies with friends, over going out to the bar with people. You know, when we look at it that way, we are competing for attention. And there is a very systematic way to do that. Um, So my process for long form is generally I come up with an idea, something that I have in mind. I do the title and the thumbnail first. So the title and the thumbnail is always first because you are going to reference that back in your video. I'll give you an example. Let's talk, let's just take the word positioning, right? Positioning in a gunfight in Warzone. If that is the topic of my video, but the thumbnail doesn't necessarily match it, or maybe that's the thumbnail and the title, but the I don't talk about it at all in the video. It's not going to work together because somebody's going to click on it and then I'm not giving them what they want. So I always go title thumbnail first, and then I go in, I think about, I know the gameplay. I think about what I want the viewer to take away from it. And then it all starts to piece together from there. Um, but the title and the thumbnail are are hands down. And I'll even go one step further. There are times where I will just post a gameplay. Games are about like, you know, 15 minutes or so. And I'll just post the gameplay. But I do the title and the thumbnail. I do the intro. And then I put the when I put the tips and stuff on screen, those all reference back to what I'm talking about. So it all comes together. Um, short is a little bit tougher. Uh, because you have a clip or something that you want to achieve, and then you are going to script it. I script it, the whole thing. I record it. I throw it into my editing software. I kind of get a sense of how it looks and how it feels, you know, and then we start editing and piecing together the puzzle from there. Right now, for me, just to be totally honest with you, TikTok, it's a great way to grow. I am doing everything over a minute right now because that's where the money is. So Mm. that's a choice I think each creator has to make. Each niche is going to be a little bit different. For me personally, the value is in the actual ad revenue from making videos over a minute. For some people, it's going to be posting 15 to 30 second mini, 15 to 30 second videos. And while you're not getting the revenue from a minute plus, you're growing your platform, you're growing your brand, and that can open up other possibilities for you. So wow. shorts are definitely a little bit tougher to navigate, um, but focus on strong hook. Uh, the two biggest things with short form content is uh, shares and watch time. That goes back to what I said. You're competing with competing for eyeballs. How do we get people to open the platform and how do we keep people on it? That's all they care about. And uh, I think that's a really great segue into a truth of the Grindstone community, which is you are a YouTuber, you post video content, you're a streamer, you post on TikTok, you have, I know you have Instagram, you're on Twitter as well, which is a bit different for you. But not every creator in Grindstone makes videos. We have podcasters, we have writers, we have someone who's like finishing her first novel, for example. So creators of all shapes and sizes. And what I would challenge people who are listening to this to do, regardless of whether you're a video game streamer or not, there's there's so much to take here. Like there are so many foundational principles that Joe is just uh, speaking to. And so you just mentioned the, the two most important things, like get them to click, 
and keep them on the thing. That's true of a blog post. That's true of reading a, a novel. It's like get the person to buy the novel and get them to read until the end. It, it's, it's all really the same, the same thing. Get someone to click on the podcast episode, get them to listen to all the way to the end of it. And so you mentioned hook. We don't have to spend a ton of time doing this, but I feel like that's a, that's, that's a word that gets thrown around a lot in the world of content creation. Talk to me like I'm an eight-year-old. What's a hook? The hook, I would say, is basically how are you going to grab attention? For a short video, You know, for a, a TikTok or a YouTube short, it's the first three to five seconds. How are you going to prevent that person from going to the next thing? from scrolling, right? Like, you know, a, a long form YouTube video, it's the first 30 seconds, right? The 10 to 30 seconds. How are you going to get that person to stay? You know, for a podcast, you you got to catch that person immediately so that they don't go to the next thing. They don't go back to music or they don't go to a different podcast. You know, for a novel, it's, you've got to figure out. I mean, here's a great example. We've all watched those TV shows. Think about how many TV shows you've watched that you watch the whole entire series. But after that first season, you said that first season was just so slow. And you know what? You just happened to watch the second season and it turned out to be one of the greatest TV shows of all time. But how many people didn't watch that second season because that first season was just so slow and it felt like there wasn't character development and there wasn't much happening? That's a hook. And it's just a, each form of content that we do, there is a different... I guess, length of time or different amount that we can do to get that person hooked. You know, for a blog post, if the person re it's halfway through the blog post and they still don't know why they're reading it versus giving them something like super juicy in the beginning. And then you kind of have the solution at the end. Yeah. And you, you highlight a, a dichotomy I never really thought about because you, you hear so often in a TV show, like you just mentioned, like, Oh, you just, just trust me, just keep watching it. It gets really, oh, it gets really good in season three. It gets really, it's just like, that's just a normal thing to say. It's like, oh, you're just telling me I have to sit through 20 more hours of this and then I can start really enjoying it. We would never do that with any piece of content on the internet. You would never send someone a 22 page article and just be like, just keep reading like page 15. <laughs> it gets so, so good. They're like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time with that. And I know you're a numbers guy, Joe. We talked about analytics in our podcast episode we did now over a year ago. Yeah. But what metrics are most important for you to track and how do you use those to improve your content? Yeah, I think this is this is a pretty standard answer across the board. And I won't even say like, this is how I feel. This is what I think. It's I literally last week, I had a whole spreadsheet of like 500 numbers and my wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just breaking down my last 40 videos, trying to understand the different metrics that force videos to go viral. Everything from a 10,000 view video to 7.2 million view video. What is the metric that we are looking for? What it came down to is, which makes total sense, which is shares, total watch time, not percentage watch time, just total watch time. Did they watch 30 seconds or 60 seconds? And the fringe one was like followers, Right, Because are you encouraging people to come back? But let's go broader. If we were to really think about that, no matter what you do, are you getting more people interested and are they staying on it for a while? That's really what it comes down to. 
because that is the traction, that is the ad revenue, that is the engagement, that is the addiction that they are looking to capitalize on with a consumer. So how do we take advantage of that? You know, I had a conversation the other day and again this goes uh, back to, you know, my type of content in particular. Generally speaking in a 60 second video, I can get one re- I can fit in the story one really good call to action. You know, one spot where it just feels natural and it really encourages what I'm encourages people to do something. Share it, follow, like, comment something. And I would always go to follow because that number meant a lot to me. But I even had, I had a conversation the other day. I'm going, I'm going shares now. I'm encouraging people to share it with other people as much as possible because the followers will come with the more people that see it. It's just a matter of getting people to, to open the platform. Uh, last night, I was actually sitting in a Discord call with like five other, you know, Warzone creators. And we've all had experiences where we can single handedly push a, view, a video to a million views because of how many people share it. The watch time's not good. The engagements aren't good. The follow ratio isn't good, but it has a lot of shares. Million view video. Okay. I mean, super useful data. And if you were to give a call to action 101, what would you make sure you like handed out on the first day of your class? I'd say be be authentic. That's I know we're kind of shifting a different direction, but that that is a big part of it. Um, and I say be authentic because you don't want to force your call to action either. Like you don't want it to be in like you'll you learn this kind of as you go and make bad videos, which by the way, and bad content, which by the way, for anybody watching this is going to happen. Like I could look back at my videos from years ago and I'm like, why did I do that? Like, what was I doing? And the reality is I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, but it, you know, you're gonna, you gotta start somewhere and the more and more you do it, the better you're going to be. Uh, I actually just, really started working with sound effects in my videos, which has been a ton of fun. You know, just like noises in the background that add an effect, yet you don't even realize it's there. So that's mm-hmm. that's something I've been enjoying doing. But let's go back to the actual question. What what would I give on somebody on the first day? I think it would be authentic and just, just post videos. You're going to learn or post content. You're going to learn as you go. You know, your first blog post is not going to be as good as your 100th blog post. But the only way to get to 100 is to post one. Totally agree. Our our theme here in Grindstone is like make it easy for you to do your work. Uh, I think it matters way less that you get your next 10,000 subscribers this month and way more that like you're still doing this 10 months from now. You're still every day, every week, whatever your system is, like you're still sitting down doing the work in a sustainable way. The question though was around calls to action, like like specific, yeah. And so you mentioned be, like be authentic. So what I heard in that is like don't have a video or whatever your piece of content is, and then just like in the middle completely break and go, please like this video, right? Please subscribe to my channel, and also hit the the bell uh, right. notification. So can you speak actually? More you know what I would it? say is a big one that I do want to add in is don't always make it the first thing, give some value, plug it and then keep going. Right. So like make it as make it flow naturally to the point where you've given them something, you've given them a reason to share it. You've given them a reason to follow or comment, You've given them something and then do that call to action. 
you know, and and especially with the shares, shares are a little bit tougher, but give them a reason to send it to somebody. You know, hey, mm-hmm. you found this helpful. Well, so is your friend. And that's like my my go-to is make sure you share this with a teammate, right? Like we've all played with teammates who just aren't as good. Well, hey, send this to your teammate so your teammate knows this as well. That's funny. I think that's a great opportunity. And just like, hey, like, don't you aren't you tired? playing with like sucky teammates, send them this video so your teammates stop sucking it up and so you can start winning some games. That's yeah, nice. I had one the other day where it was like a generic tips video and I was like, and make sure to send this to that teammate that needs a little bit of help. <laughs> so that's great. You can get fun with them. Yeah, it's cheeky. It's cheeky. And it completely makes sense with the flow of whatever your content is. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This show has no ads, no sponsorships. So my one request is if you're enjoying it, if you're getting value from it in some way, give it five stars wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, MySpace, who cares? Rate it, review it, and it will make me less insecure and help the show reach more creators and coaches so they can start doing as well as you are. Please and thank you, and let's get back to the show. You have a full-time job. You still have a full-time job, and you have had one since since the beginning of your content creation journey. What is it like balancing a full-time job with your dream of content creation? And to the creators who are also doing that right now, who are not at your level yet, what do they absolutely need to know? Yeah, I have a very, I'll say harsh approach to this. And I don't want to scare anybody here. Like I just, I, I my approach to this is very simple, which is like you are running a business and sacrifice is going to have to be made. Like it's going to be hard. You're going to give up sleep. You're going to give up seeing your friends. You know, you're going to sacrifice stuff. And there are moments where you're going to have to look in the mirror and say like, do I really want this or do I just want the the result? Like the process is going to suck. Like it is going to be hard. Because you're going to have to sacrifice stuff and you're going to be competing against people who, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the best storyteller. I'm not the best editor. I'm not the best person at breaking down gameplay. I might actually, I don't know. That's self-proclaimed, but I'm not the best (laughs) editor. I'm not the best storyteller. You know, I, I, I don't know everything, but it's just consistent hard work. It's consistent learning. It's consistent improving it's consistently adding subscribers and you know getting viral videos and it's just every single day as much as you can showing up and for some of you the process might be 6 months in your full time right you hit you you learn quick and you picked it up and you hit the right you know the, you hit it at the right time for others it might be 5 years but if you really love the process and love what it is you will figure out a way to get it done even through the sacrifice, you know, you might have ebbs and flows where sometimes you're able to do a lot of content and then you got to back off a little bit. Dylan knows this. That's a lesson that I've learned over the past three years is for the first year, if I missed a day of posting, the the world was coming to an end. Like you would, you would think the world was ending. And now, you know, I'm still balancing a full-time job. I just had my first kid in, uh, in June and it's been a lot. And like, I miss days and I'm like, it's not gonna, the world's not ending. Like we're okay. Videos, I'll post videos here and there. I try to stick to a schedule and try to get videos out every other day to the best of my ability, but things happen. I think sacrifice is the big word though. It's not easy. You're going to be competing against people who 
just quit their full-time job and do this for six months and see what happens, who have more time than you. So I want to be harsh with that, but also encourage you and say it can be done. It absolutely can be done, especially with that process and answering what's your why. And there's the I have a, I have a whole whiteboard over here of like quotes and stuff that I like. And one of them is hard work beats talent. Not the best editor, not the best content creator, not the best streamer. But if you work hard enough, it'll it'll come to you at some point. That's beautiful. Super inspiring. I think a lot of people will get a lot of value out of that. And then my last question before I open it up to the rest of the call is a follow-up question based on what you just said. And so you said sacrifice is the name of the game. It's the main, it's the keyword here over these these past several years. You have a kid, you have a wife, a full-time job on this journey. What have you been unwilling to sacrifice? Non-negotiable. I am not sacrificing this, no matter how bad I want to be a content creator. Uh, the one thing I won't sacrifice is giving up. I even told my wife, I said, I'm like really close to being able to do this full time and getting in a good spot. And a few months away, I would say. And I told my wife, I said, whatever you need from me and whatever we need to do to get through these next four months, I'll do it. You tell me what we need, I'll do it. But I am like so close to being able to do this and free up like a lot of time for myself and a lot of stress whatever we have to do, I just won't give that up. I've given up weekends with friends. Like I still try to, I still make that a priority. And um, we, you know, we did Friendsgiving Saturday. We had people over on Sunday uh, for like football and stuff, but I just won't give up this because I not only love it, but I've also realized the ability to build a business out of this. I've had so many opportunities in the works and, and a bunch of stuff that's in the works that really can take this to another level for me. And it all just started because I liked playing video games and wanted to help people get better. Oh man, yeah, what a beautiful thing. Colby's fired up. Yeah, and it's, it, it is it is a lot of fun. It, it really is. Yeah, it's inspiring, man. It's inspiring. I mean, you're a freak of nature who can work harder than I think three humans combined. But that aside, still, it's it's. I think you're a prime example of when you want something so bad like it, it it becomes its own non-negotiable right i asked you that question almost expecting like oh i don't sacrifice sundays with my wife or just like no i never sacrifice you're just like no i'm not <laughs> i'm not giving up i refuse to sacrifice the option of giving up by the way just uh, for anybody that's watching this I, the other non-negotiable is every night my wife and i do eat <laughs> dinner together so let me just make that very clear that is a non-negotiable that we put in place um i i do work most evenings um and we have like set days in our schedule that that we like sit on the couch and just do nothing and watch tv but dinner is the one non-negotiable dinner and bath time <laughs> with the baby are the non-negotiables 